for the podcast today. 154 in Podcastville. It's Monday, March 14th. Welcome to the episode today. It's Eric and Alex. Hello. Hiya. Um, you'll have to slow me down because I have not given um, any thoughts, any real detailed thoughts as to how we're going to flow today. I actually think there's a, a lot of little things. And we're on a we're on a little bit of a clock. I'm on a little bit of a clock, and I I apologize for the rush. But um, ten o'clock was my first visit with the EMDR therapist. And how'd it go? It went well. Like good. It sounds ridiculous. And like, are you familiar with the tapping thing, the slow tapping? Yes. Okay. Well, she explained it. And I, I, try, I didn't want to go into it judging like, that's not going to, like, like I tell people, like she could tell me, I want you to bring your peanut butter with you and then you're going to put it in your ear and then we're going to, we're going to turn the light on in a counterclockwise way. I'd be like, yes, if it works, it works. But she explained why you don't do it in a fidgety way and mm-hmm. you intentionally go slow and kind of concentrate and swear to God. We were having a pretty like hyper conversation, uh, intellectual, con- and, it, and it really, it slowed me down. So um, good first visit. And then I had to rush over, well, rush literally down the street to go to my Zeff board meeting. Oh, how was that? Good. I brought you up. You did? What for? Um, well, the woman I mentioned to you was giving a presentation about um, how Zeff does intakes, specifically in the Ashland facility. Um, mm. Nothing that was surprising to me, very informative. But I asked, because um, she had said one time I drove, because they will send you to Harbor or Unison or wherever yeah. somebody needs to go to get services. Like, it was really it was really thoughtful. Um, and she had said she had driven somebody, and I wound up asking a question. That's got it. Like, there could be legal issues there. It, it could be a safety issue. And it got me to mm-hmm. thinking how you have maybe butted heads at times with first responders Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see how they went about that. And um, uh, there's some discussions with Zeph and the first responders. And it's something that you and I haven't talked about. Um, and kind of like some of the things we talked about with the chief with. Um, and how, like, they're way more rescue than fire. And while TPD right. is to protect, stop criminals, and serve, a lot of that mm-hmm. serve falls under under people who are in... Um, agitated mental distress. And while, yeah. like, as you've illustrated to me, you might want to be out stopping bad guys, but this good person is in a bad place and you've got to get them to the right place. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's also, it's, I'm really, I'm actually going to tour Zeph today at three, um, their crisis services because their crisis services are actually pretty good. Like I used yeah. them just this last week. Oh no, you just cut out. And had them their mobile crisis as an option. Alex, you're cutting so out. That's something that takes. Alex, you're cutting out. It's a little bit longer. Alex. It may take Alex. them maybe. Uh, oh no, I'm. Am I cutting out again? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we're good. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Now that may be something that takes 20 or 30 minutes, but um, so you have to make sure that whoever you're working with doesn't need emergency services, like you know, doesn't need. Sometimes panic, yeah, panic attacks. Like if somebody's having a panic attack and you, you can't get them to calm down or regulate, and I, I don't mean that derogatively, like, you know, you can't get them to kind of come down from that panic, then you do need 911. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, they have a really great mobile crisis team. And I said to, 
to my friend, Deb. <laughs> it was like, I think this is not like on us. This is more on like maybe specifically TPD um, and their superiors and people like Chief Armstrong messaging to their people. Like, look, we know you want to fight fires and beat bad guys, but this person needs you in this moment and you got to get them to the right place. I just think it's really important to have a conversation. And, you know, when we had Chief Armstrong on, that wasn't the time, but maybe like a closed door conversation or just a sidebar where it's like, you have to look at what our community struggles with. Like you have to look at the challenges that the majority of our community face. And um, that is going to likely be a lot of what you'll do. Like while you're going into the fire department to fight fires, you're also emergency services. And the majority of our emergencies may involve, not the majority, but a lot of our emergencies may involve um, someone with mental health challenges, someone um, living with a substance use disorder. And if you're going into emergency services in the city of Toledo, like you're here, you're here to serve Toledo and those are Toledoans. Yeah, and, I, and I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I know Chief Armstrong is wonderful as well as the fire department. So um, that's how I always looked at it. Like, you know, if you're going into emergency services in the city you live in, try to get an idea of what that that's public knowledge like you know the the work that you may be doing um also emergency services and i think we're going to dance around to like a potpourri of of quick things Mm -hmm. um there was something within the last couple of days a larger article i forget where i saw it that that people have to slow the f down on alexis Um, (laughs) yeah i forget i was doing the accident all like last Wednesday or Thursday on the air. And I felt so bad when I got home and read that it was someone died. Um, And this article and one of our council people, and I was like, Ooh, that's going to be a, that's going to be a, a nuclear statement. She talked about how the red light cameras being disabled. People have sped up. Um, I'm going to take, I think it was Teresa. I forget who somebody with a T. Um, I'm going to take them at their word because I have always believed that that those things can slow people down and they are there for the majority of safety. I know they they generate revenue, but she and maybe others have have believed that people are driving really fast in certain places than Alexis and otherwise because those things are disabled. And look, I'm not going to tell you there have been a time or two where I've gone through a yellow and maybe it's been the speed up to get to it because speeding up is going to be Mm -hmm. safer than me slowing down or slamming on my brakes. And I do think after I get past it, I don't have to worry about getting a bill in the mail because those things are disabled. You know, I would say, though, I think they're they're safer and dangerous all at the same time. On the trail, like there's, I take the trail to and from my house every day, but past the zoo. And there's still a fair amount of cars that will speed, 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 and then slow down slow and then speed right back up again so uh, which can be dangerous because they're weaving in and out of traffic on the trail as well because it's a three lane i remember when i went to europe they had a lot of speed cameras like the it was insane how many speed cameras they had and they were like every every like other mile so it wasn't like you know like on the trail where it's just like kind of one that you that you're really concerned about there was multiple in in Europe and they drive really fast and there was also a lot of roundabouts but between the roundabouts and the speed cameras you really couldn't go over the speed limit America hates those things <laughs> roundabouts um, no well yes but they <laughs> they hate the speed cameras yes they, we do um they they hate the the surveillance of it 
Um, I would say Americans hate those yes, things. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Um, this American right here, um, you know that I'm TikTok famous now, right? You do, because I showed you the, the pictures of the counting tally all weekend. You are, you are. Um, I know. God, can I have your autograph? Yes, yes, you can. Um, let let me play this for everybody else. So there was a there was two big things in in movies over the weekend. Another big week for the Batman. It made like another almost seventy million dollars. I think there was a BTS concert that was out. But Turning Red also hit, I believe, Disney Plus. And there was a lot of, as always, some there were some people upset about it because it broached some it broached topics of puberty. Turning red. I don't specifically know what it was about, but I saw some discussions online of like, how dare this be on Disney where my kids really? are supposed to have a... Yes, yes. Um, really? Thank God the one person who, who I saw had a really long um, post about it was getting spoken back to. Um, and this is this is also like a couple days after Disney Plus had welcomed the violent Marvel shows from Netflix onto the platform. And there was one of those parent organizations like, oh my God, how dare you have Disney supposed to be Mickey and Minnie and now there's Daredevil. Well, parental controls as well. Um, here is from, here's the quick line, which got me, do, do you know, do you think, guess how many uh, views I'm up to now on that one post on TikTok? 96,000. Oh, I wish it stopped. It stopped in the low 80s. It's at 84,000. Um, let me play wow. this for you. Polito? This is why they go with the dead. What the heck is Polito? Oh, no. What? Uh, I'll play it one more time. I don't know the names of any of the characters, but um, <clears throat> Toledo comes up. Something ha- is happening on May 18th in the movie, and it's this. Polito? This is why they go with the dead. What the heck is Polito? Oh, no. What? So. So. Those group of girls were like trying to, they were working really hard to make money to go to a concert. Okay. And this was in the early 2000s. So it would have been like an NSYNC, our version of NSYNC, not like BTS or One Direction or anything like that. This film was technically, the the time period was 2002. Um, so I was those girls age, like in that movie, which is funny. And the main character, her name is May May. So I watched it and I did get the parallels of like, the red panda but it also was very culturally relevant as well so like at first i thought this was a parallel to puberty but then i said no i don't think it is i don't think it is i think this is something cultural which is completely different Couldn't but i could get i get how you could read into it well if she was going through puberty red pa- i mean it can be a lot of things right i mean you can interpret it a, a variety of different ways you could, but I don't know if that was intentional or if it was something related to, because there was a lot of, I'm, I was expecting you to say that there were like moms that were furious about how the the mom in this show acted, which in the film, which was, you know, that she was, uh, I believe, Chinese culture. And it was a traditional Chinese American mom who, you know, so the girl was worried about being perfect and doing everything perfect and never speak And sorry, I got a phone call. Can you hear me? Yeah. So she was worried about being perfect and always get good grades and never talk back to your parents and always do what your parents say. And no, girls, I can't go have pizza with you because I have to go work in the in the family owned business like that kind of thing. And it was just the girl's struggle with kind of coming into her own and no longer accepting that she's going to do that. Um, And so 
I I thought it was really I thought it was a great story. I even thought the parallels though to puberty. It did. It was funny because that was what I thought at first. So then I was sitting. Thomas and I were watching it, and I started to tell him my like story of when that happened for me, and he was utterly disgusted and didn't want to hear it. But it was a writer. I was around her age, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is literally identical <laughs> to yeah. what happened to me." And it's a good thing. Like I, I, these moms must be. I mean, the I, I can't imagine who would complain. I remember many of Disney shows on the Disney Channel that I watched, like Lizzie McGuire, like there was an episode where they were all pretending like they had gotten their periods and it was cool. Like if you truly remember what it was like to be 12 and 13 and 14 years old, then you remember you wanted it so bad because it meant you were like the cool girls, like the older girls, like, come on, like, let's get over it. We have, we have access to so much. We have access to so many opinions, conflicting ones as well. And it, and it just spirals out of control and gets really loud. It's Unfortunately, the culture we're, we're enveloped in right now. Um, what was the, oh, uh, where else did I want to go? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, you, let me share quickly my, my Fantasticon nightmare of trying to get into it. Um, I was really disappointed. I was happy to find out that even though I was, I, like, I don't get angry. I don't get steamed. I was steamed that day. I was happy to find out that everybody that arrived afternoon on Saturday through Sunday just walked in <laughs> with no line. So I'll do this really quick. <laughs> Myself, Josh, and our friend, my friend Belinda, we get there. There's two lines on the Seagate Center coming in the main entrance, which is like the only entrance, entrance because all the construction. There's a long line on the left. There's a long line on the right. There's just a, a couple of signs up, but they look very generic at the ticket counter. So we get into sure. one of the lines. They, they were they were equally sized. We wait there for 15 minutes. I, I say, guys, hold on a second. I go look up front, and I'm like, oh, crap. We're in the line for people to buy tickets. So we go to the other line, which has gotten longer, which was for people who were at will call. I pre-bought tickets. Um, so we wait in that line for 15 or 20 minutes. I stick my head out as more and more people co continue to come in the lobby. And mind you, there was no one voicing any kind of direction, no one yelling, mm -hmm. saying, if you, no one welcoming anything. So I walk up and I see the other line we had, we had been in, there's eight people left in it. So mm -hmm. long story short, I just decided to rebuy tickets. And um, I had said, you can take me off the will call list. I'm going to just buy three new tickets. And in a very don't-you-know-who-I-am kind of tone, but that's not what I was trying to convey. It was just me being angry. And she said, what's your name so I can take you off the will call list? I said, Eric Chase. <laughs> um, that's I, rare for you. I took my three bracelets. I called Josh and Belinda out of line, which had another 10 or 15 minutes in it. I looked at the, the mean-looking... Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin guy who was barely, do you know the meme where there is a guy check uh, patting people down coming into a stadium and he's not even looking? Yes. That's this guy checking bracelets. And it was Ooh. like, you know, people are pretty upset. People are very frustrated. It's a good thing you didn't have people out here actually engaging with the audience because there could have been a confrontation. This all could have been avoided with some signs. Was it the first time they've had it in a couple of years? I mean, were they a little rusty? Yes, it's the first time it happened since um, March. 2019. So, uh, I'm sorry, 2019. Um, it's I've never seen a line like that for one of these before. But yeah, people were eager to get in there. I go early so I can get 
what I want in case somebody were to eye it up and buy it before me. Um, I was, I was steamed. I had to, I, I, once we walked in there, I said, you guys are on your own. Like I left two people who are pretty unfamiliar with one another, um, on there. I was like, you guys just enjoy, I got to go walk this off. And, <laughs> thank um, God I didn't go. Why would you have gone like angry black lady? No, you would have left me and I would have been angry black lady on you. That's fine, but I had to walk it off. <laughs> I, I had to, I had to walk walk off that that anger and frustration. So, wow! But, but other than that, it was a great time. Uh, so many people were dressed up. Some I some, saw that some young kid um, made the front of the Blade article dressed up as Doctor Octopus, which required him to get four th- like actually very little, um, very little, very few materials. Wow! As, like Belinda and Josh noted, like he wore a trench coat and got some things to stick on his back. And yeah, yeah, I saw that. Some people that were on my Facebook page knew who he was, so it was a great time. It's unfortunate the day was ruined for me, like my whole <laughs> most of my day, by the shit show of trying to get in there. But it looked like everybody had a great time. Everybody else later in the day was able to just smooth sail right in. So it's just. I don't know. Some maybe maybe some bad car- no, it wasn't bad karma on me because there were at least a half a dozen other people saying, I bought will call tickets. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy new tickets as opposed to waiting in this line that you didn't tell me about. So Yeah, I mean it it's you were someone where you need it to be like orderly. You know what I mean? Like uh, you look for, you tend to look for order, and if it, there's not any order and it's kind of like a free for all, it's like, well, what the hell? <laughs> like, all, all what is this? What I said to the girl when I got to the counter, I was like, "Are you guys short-handed?" And she didn't immediately say no. Now maybe my tone had her a little frightened or whatever. Right. But right. All signs like paper and, and a. And a Sharpie or free. All they had to do was print out 10 sheets of paper and stick them everywhere. And people would have then at least been informed. Because Mm. it was getting ugly, at least as far as the amount of people in the lobby area. Where you just had a mass of people who were all in separate lines. And and thankfully, people stayed cool. And like I said, thankfully, the Fantasticon guy playing really bad traffic cop didn't even say anything because people would have taken their frustration out in in a in a pretty big way if they it, it could have led to that i'm glad they did it i'm glad they did it because I, I like i'm sure that there's a select few people who probably were responsible for that 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 could have informed the rest of the staff better but otherwise you're probably dealing with people where it's like what are, they have no control like they're just doing what they're told you know and we have both been at enough events concerts sporting events fairs festivals if you have a ticket over here if you're buying tickets over here (laughs) tsa yes yes if you have your shoes off get in line like you're told to have your shoes off and ready before you get anywhere near the actual part where you have to put your stuff in the bin this guy was having quiet librarian librarian conversations with a couple of people he chose to talk to. Yeah. Um, whatever. Uh, I did wash down that anger with the Little Caesars Batman pizza that night. So how? what did you think? Because for me, at, at, first of all, I, I did not have it, but I didn't have it because I thought it was going to look like yours did. It didn't look appealing to me. I'll agree. <laughs> the presentation of the ones I've seen has been pretty lackluster, and that's what I got. And 
my stomach is just now feeling well. Um, oh, I God. Was, I, I was, you know, the bathroom trip where your stomach is upset. You get it all out. You think you're done. And you try you to go, go back. back in bed. <laughs> that was me from like 2.30 to 3.15 on, on Sunday morning, Saturday night. And I took my dairy pills, but it, it, like if you looked at the box of the picture I posted, it's from the grease. Like I haven't, seen gr- yeah. I haven't seen grease like that since like 1990s Pizza Hut boxes. I will deal with the grease if it's from a pizza place that I love yes. or like pizza that I lo- like Costco pizza is super greasy. So good though. So I'll, t- I'll deal with it. But otherwise I actually had a, I made some, a dish last night that had a fair amount of olive oil in it. And I'm like, why does my stomach hurt today? Oh, because it's like a slippery mess in there. Anyway, I know that's TMI. Sorry. Those no, who are listening. Sorry. Not sorry. This, uh, this was not olive oil. This was, Nothing so healthy. Um, like, right. if I would have like shown you two boxes of pizza, and I would have said which of these is from Saturday and which of these is from 1988, like you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Mm. Uh, but other than that, it tasted. I mean, it tasted like a twelve dollar pizza. The calzone part was much better than the oh, pizza. Nice. And then, I mean, what do you go to Little Caesars for? A hot and ready. And the crazy bread. Oh, I've never had the crazy bread. I just oh. go for the $5 pizza. That, and you've never gotten crazy bread with your $5 pizza? No. All right. I guess I should. Um, should Naomi, Naomi Osaka just retire to save herself the heartache? Probably. I mean, yes. Yes. Let me okay, pre- I'm glad we're talking about this. And I'm yes, gonna, I, I do think she should retire. Hold on, I'm going to go too long because there might be some other stuff. And I, I've done. I love show how yet. you try to rein me in in the beginning. Like, okay, so don't talk a I, lot. I just no. I just <laughs> set the boundaries. Um, gotcha. Over the weekend, Indian Wells, California, um, where the 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 Williams sisters have had some issues with fans before, long, long time ago. Um, <laughs> somebody got up and said. To Naomi Osaka, you suck. Um, and after the game, I think uh, she, well, she spoke to the chair umpire and said, "Hey, can I have the mic? And or can you throw him out?" And they're like, "No and no." And I think after the mm. match, in between the set, she did say something, and I don't know if they ever tracked the person down. And that is not proper tennis fan etiquette. No. As I mentioned to you last night, go to any other sporting event, and you hear a lot of that stuff. Um, but I feel like this is trying to tell people, like, you shouldn't be mean on Twitter. Um, who, like, th- this goes, I hope you were going to go in line with um, the love is blind girl. Like, maybe, like, you love this, but maybe you shouldn't be putting yourself in that position. Maybe a little bit of both. I mean, I, I yes, like, if she's, if she's getting to the point where it's really starting to affect her mental space i think it's time for her to bow out like there's no point in you causing yourself lifelong trauma you know what i mean when you've done well like you've had a you've had a great career you're talented you have talents beyond um tennis and like it's time to maybe pick those up because that's something that is that you can handle a little bit more like maybe it just isn't for you but at the same time if that's oh i lost you come back not how uh, you know traditionally you act in tennis matches why couldn't why couldn't the that person be thrown out they should have and i don't i don't know what happened to that person um and like i texted you this morning 
you can't respond to these people. Like you said, why do they keep doing this or whatever you said to me? Like when you respond to these people, you fuel it. Um, every time I mm. see um, one of the girls typically that I follow doing local news, retweeting out somebody they know in another place for some idiot, usually a guy, does something dumb behind a woman sure. on camera. Sure. I'm like, you you either, you can address this in one of two ways. You have to blast that person into, a, into the sun, which is very hard to do because they have nothing to lose, or you just got to ignore it. And I, I guarantee if Naomi Osaka ignored this stuff, it would slowly dissipate. But the fact that people know that you can get to her, they'll keep... You saw Happy Gilmore, right? Mm-hmm. Shooter McGavin paid that dude to go, like, hassle Happy <laughs> Gilmore. Because Shooter McGavin was going to mind fuck the hell out of you. He knew that he wasn't, he couldn't drive things as far as, as happy. So he's like, I'm going to get in between happy's ears. And it worked. I still, to this day, describe some people as like shooter McGavin ish. <laughs> like they're like, what's he like? I'm like, like a shooter. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I think it's time for her to, to leave the sport. If it's getting to, if it's getting affecting her, I didn't read the article. Shame on me for not reading it. But why did that OSU football player step like bow out. I know it was something related to mental health, he but do we tried, know what it was? He tried to kill himself he, in the, in the oh, ESPN story. He either showed or talked about, I think the ligature marks on his neck, the bruises that are still there or on his body wow. elsewhere. So, cause it is weird to see a, a college player saying they're retiring. So that caught my attention and he is a very brave young man. So I will I defend Naomi Osaka all the time and I will stand for her 100%, but at the same time, I like she's not going to change the sport and she's not going to change the way that people like, you know, respond to the sport, but she can make choices that are best for herself, but also I feel like she didn't deserve a lot of the ridicule she was publicly getting. Like when Simone Biles felt like it was too much for her to be in the Olympics, she said, you know what, I can't do this right now. Like, I just can't. It's not what's best for me. I need to make the decision that's best for me. Naomi Osaka did the same thing, and she got a completely different response, in my opinion. And oh. that's where I'm like, why? Like, what? what is it about Naomi that is so frustrating to people, but about Simone? It's like, oh, good for you. You're being strong. I, you know what I mean? I saw, the ne I saw negative stuff. I looked at the K100 Facebook page when they posted that Simone Biles story. She got plenty of toxicity oh, I didn't see i didn't see not from not from the media i would say she didn't get a ton of that from media outlets the the average fan who is this person at indian wells and i'll say this as well in the tennis arena it's a lot easier to do what that person did than in, uh, than uh in gymnastics where yeah. people are set farther back um i don't i don't know if there are as many events Mm -hmm. And again, people know exactly how to get to Naomi Osaka. Like she has created a manual how to get under her skin. And I don't want her to retire because we lose, but I'm not going to be so selfish to say, keep throwing yourself out there and subjecting yourself to this. But I will suggest ignoring it. Like, I don't care if somebody calls you the worst slur in the world. Um, first of all, well, then that'll get them arrested, but you have to ignore the stuff. And setting boundaries, I mean, but also set boundaries. So the boundaries that you can set, set them. And what you can't do, like, yeah, sure, you know what I mean? Try to get a little bit of a tougher skin or try to find a better way to ignore it or to handle it. But 
Um, otherwise, you can also just step away. And I, for some reason, I have a feeling she's going to be doing that because it's it sounds I don't follow tennis at all. But Naomi Osaka was everywhere when she was doing well. And we do know that she didn't do well in the U.S. Open and she didn't do well in the Olympics. And so I feel like it's affecting her game a bit. Like, I, you know, I feel like her quality of talent is not as good as it was before she started to have a hard time with all of this. So she's telling the truth, at Wait, least. I'll say, I'll change that. Not quality of talent. She has that. It's her performance because- her per- Thank you. Yeah, her performance. Thank it's, you. Like, like anybody, when you've got stuff in your mind, especially like things like this, where I know you've been through this recently, where people, you think people might be critical of your performance and- completely off base about it it is hard to dig in and concentrate mm-hmm. and do your job and these people are hitting tennis balls 120 miles an hour at you it is i mean you're exactly right i had to turn in some work a couple weeks ago and they said oh how did it go and i said it wasn't my best work because i was under so much pressure more pressure than i would ordinarily be under and literally that and that you would think I would have been relieved getting it done, but I in fact said, it's not my best work. And because I knew it wasn't my best work, it haunted me for days after that. I mean, still kind of, because I was still sat around on my tail this weekend. It didn't do anything, but um, it, it really does, it does affect you. So I am always empathetic with Naomi. I would not want her to step away, but I feel like she's gonna do really good things in other places. Like it wouldn't be the last that we heard from her. But I do predict she might not be around much longer because she's continuing to have a hard time. Another sports thing, because it, it, it intertwines with culture. And this person is, if I give you a metaphor or an analogy, you'll know who it is. So I'll just ask you, and I want your your opinion. It can be funny, serious, whatever. Why did Tom Brady unretire? <laughs> Gas prices. That's the best. That's the best. I, I like that one best. And then he, uh, the other one was he saw the honeydew list and he's like, screw this. I would rather be sacked six times on a Sunday afternoon. Um, he saw, he, like, all he does, like, I know you're familiar with his work ethic, which is like around the clock. He's like, sure. wow, I can't afford all these streaming services. I'll just go, let me go back to watching game tape and stuff like that. I've, I've appreciated this. And there were no job openings as a sports commentator. <laughs> no, he could have taken one of those. I'm joking. Got it, got it. I, I'll, yeah, with, with what uh, some of the new ESPN and Amazon and NBC announcers have gotten, yeah. Um, his, I, I will nitpick this. He said there's unfinished business. I wish yeah. I could accomplish in my career and say there's unfinished business because, like, no one has finished business in the history of sports, not even Michael Jordan, than what Tom Brady has done when it comes to finishing business. So, Is he trying to pull, like, a LeBron where he had unfinished business with Cleveland? Like, you know, I don't get it. They just won in Tampa two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, but I don't know. I don't. I, I. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. But um, yeah, I, I read about it. I saw what was going on. Also, I mean, it is a it, retiring, changing your entire life. I mean, retiring is a huge life change, and that's maybe he just wasn't ready. Like you know, maybe he loved the sport and loved what he did so much that the thought of not having it anymore, which is I think real, it's like 
I'm, I'm not ready for this. I'm going to, you know, I'm not ready for this. And this isn't as much of a strain on my body as it is on other people because he's a quarterback, right? So he, I mean, he has to worry about getting sacked, but he traditionally, he doesn't get, his body isn't as beat up as other players, like it's, other positions. You can argue that how he is the reason every other NFL quarterback is not allowed to be touched. Um, he is <laughs> treated he's like too much. No, like because he is always complained to and maybe manipulated officials when it shouldn't have been uh, a penalty. Gotcha. And now, if you breathe on a quarterback the wrong way, there's a 15 yard penalty. And to add to your point, he's still very good. Um, I, if you would have said he's staying retired or he's not, I would have said he's not. Like he didn't say the things somebody usually says, and there was even some reticence as he was stepping away. Um, the other thing could be the Giselle side of this. Maybe she realized, she's like, oh, I don't really like this guy at all. Like, you can go back to work or we're divorcing. Because I, like, she's only known him as a football player who probably works 70 hours a week. And then yeah. he, was, he went to working 17 and she's like, oh, God. Like, this is, this is a, you pee all over the toilet seat. Go back to work. It's like all those divorces that happened during the pandemic because couples had to be with yes. each other 24-7. <laughs> That's not funny. But at the same time, like, I mean, but it yes, like it does make me laugh when you try to predict the multiple reasons why he may have come out of retirement that quickly. Like, because the gas, he can't even, the gas prices, he can't even, like, you know, he couldn't get a job on ESPN right away. So you figured he'd go back and wait, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. One last thing, super nerd thing. I'm sorry if, if we didn't uh, like pre-chat or pre-game this. So if there's anything else you want to throw out, but there was, um, and I don't want to bring all these things on because I could, we could literally do a whole podcast of like nerdy comic book rumors. But um, there, Daniel Radcliffe had to, or felt the need to verbally shoot down the fact that he is absolutely not playing Wolverine. Um, oh. I think. Like the other common name connected to that character, which will be back sooner rather than later, is Taron Egerton. Well, I think would be a, a wonderful um, casting. But I'm all about Daniel Radcliffe because, like with Robert Pattinson, I've seen his. I actually haven't seen a Harry Potter movie, but I've seen his other stuff. I'm like, he could totally pull that off, and I think it's the perfect. No. Oh, that he has been in some weird ass movies. Um, he, I agree. But I don't think he can go dark enough. I don't think he can go angry enough and okay. tough enough. And like the tough part is what I like. Robert Pattinson, you could argue, although he was playing Edward Cullen, Edward was pretty like uh, dark, Donnie Darko. Like, you know, so okay. mm, I, I, I could give you some YouTube clips and go, okay, you, you could see it. But even then, him. So fervently and ardently denying it. Like, if you believe that, you're still waiting for Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire to pop up in the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I would agree. Um, Taron, is he the gentleman who played Elton John in the Elton John? Yes. Uh, okay, so I could see that. Yeah, that actually would be really good. Yeah. You know who I would want to see, though? Um the guy that we wanted Luke to, uh, Luke is his name. The guy we wanted Philip to be friends with. Um, oh God, he was in The Hobbit. Yes. And Luke, eight, eight, not Hemsworth. No, 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 no. Um, Luke Evans. Yes. 
Yes, I, be, I would love that. that. That would be great. Can I tell you something? What? Um, I, I would be all for that. He has that. Yes. He has that Hugh Jackman look about him. Yes. Like you could, you would totally believe that he doesn't bathe as often as some other people. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. Like you just have that look. Um, he's too old. I was going to say he probably is too old. Cause yeah. Yeah. You want to, Oh, is this going to be a younger? Okay. So I don't know what this next story is going to be. Is it going to be an early storyline? No, but like it's the same uh. reason why like Ben Affleck was a dumb, short-sighted casting for Batman, and they did, <laughs> they did a good job like making him into a very famous comic book that was written in the '80s, I think, where Batman is old and kind of retired, but like you gave yourself no room to grow, so that's why it's sure. it's smart to go with the next Wolverine at twenty-something, early thirty-something. Did you watch the Adam Project? No, I. Uh, I told Bethany last week, I'm done with Ryan. I need to take a Ryan Reynolds break. Probably. If you're done with him, then yes, you should be. Because this is just Ryan Reynolds. It's, it's his. It's him. Yeah. As just a guy named Adam. Was it, was it a good movie? Yes, it was very good. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been on him for so long now. Literally on him. Yeah. Um. So I need. I'd a like to be on him too. Yes, I know. Sorry, I Thomas. Know. It's, a Sorry, it's a great place. It's a great place. But yeah, you should definitely take a break because also the child character. We know you know the premise of the Adam Project, right? Uh, Ryan Reynolds comes from the future to help his past self, and correct, his past self is also a clone of who he is in real life. So, well, wait a minute. Spoiler it's alert! A lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like personality, but they show that in the trailer, so. I mean that's that's known, but I'm I'm saying, for me it was really funny and I enjoyed it. But if you are getting burnt out on Ryan Reynolds, then don't watch it. <laughs> like, One last in because Jennifer Garner's in it too, right? And uh, Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I and saw, Zoe Zeldana. Yeah, like Netflix has that budget. Um, mm-hmm. I think Jennifer Garner was on Ellen recently, and she said something about like she's. Got no problem looking forward to turning fifty. Mm-hmm. What do you think that? What do you think that did to me? Uh, I don't know. Oh, what did sh- it do? Oh, shut up, you genetically affluent person. <laughs> me. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That's like that's like Philip going. Oh, I, it, Philip is eighty-seven. Oh, yeah. If I hear Philip go, oh God, I'm turning thirty-five this year. I'm going to kick him in his balls that are almost always showing, well, close to showing on Instagram. And I lost you at the worst time. Yes, there like it would be Philip's. Like, ugh, I feel so ugly. Right. Shut up oh, right now. God. Like, be quiet. I only have a. Anyway, I was telling have, Philip to be quiet. I only have a four-pack now. This is ridiculous. Um. All right. <laughs> How was uh, anything else in your weekend? Anything else you want to throw out? No, I actually need to. I'm hoping this weather will change my mood because I did it again. Like I, I had one appointment um, on Saturday and I went and did that. And we went and had roast tie that I've been like mm. craving for weeks Saturday. And then Sunday, I didn't go anywhere and I had stuff to do. I just could not pick myself up to do it. I did make dinner, though. So I'm proud of myself for that. Good. But, Good. Yeah. Because uh, of my mood and pooping early Saturday, early Sunday morning. I was up yesterday and mm. pretty, oh, can I tell you what my superpower is? I, 
Actually, Bethany not being affected by daylight savings. One million percent. My weakness. How did I know that was what you were gonna say? My weakness. (laughs) Not understanding why you're so affected by it. I was. I actually wasn't. But I mean, I woke up. Oh, by like people. Like, who are these people that are like? careening their cars into streetlights because one hour of the day has changed. I don't get it. I mean, I'm the, I think the spring forward might be the one that affects me more. When we fall back in the fall, I love, I no, it does affect me in a good way though. Like I feel more rested because I had an additional hour that I wasn't used to. So maybe that's what it is, but yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't really bother me at all. So, um, um, but yeah, yeah, we're okay. we're getting there. I feel like there was something else that I was gonna say, but I don't remember. Um, I don't remember what it is. Um, to, I I haven't gotten a confirmation yet, but I'm hoping to have uh, Alona Machenko. Um, <gasps> that would be great. Come over tomorrow because we've kind of ignored the Ukraine stuff, and I looked in, in this person. In, uh, on the podcast. Uh, okay. Locally speaking. There is a Toledo ins, Toledo Helps Ukraine Facebook page. There's a GoFundMe. And Alona is the person here. Like, she was on every local news site over the last week or so um, explaining things. And I'm like, all right, you know, we've hit the, we've hit the threshold. I, I, I can't even passively ignore this anymore. Like, yeah. this is a thing. Let me help this girl out. And she said they already yeah, have so many supplies and they need somebody to ship it. She's waiting to hear back from Amazon. But... I, I said, I'll, I watch you on the podcast, but I want to see how I can help. So, Sure. What time? I don't know yet. Um, I, I, told okay. her, I gave her the, the 12 to 2 window. Yeah. Yeah, we got to pull me out of my funk. That's the only thing. I'm going to be 32 in two, like two weeks. Two weeks. I know. It's on my calendar. My- Should we plan a birthday party for you? Oh, my God. Pull me out of my funk. I got to get it. I don't know. I don't know. That's exactly how I I, sound. I do. That's how I sounded on Saturday night (laughs) on the toilet. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Time to go. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.